Hey, welcome everybody. This is Radical. This is a Spaces show. Uh, I've been down a little bit this week in terms of sickness, so I didn't do any shows this week. So I'm going to try to get in at least one and probably get a backup show later. Uh, I had a little bit of a cold. I don't know what it was, honestly. Uh, could have been anything from allergies to, uh, who knows, maybe even COVID. But because of, I don't know, health, diet, exercise, all that kind of stuff, it was pretty mild. Had a little bit of a sore throat uh, and some sniffles. But outside of that, I uh, kind of kicked it by about, uh, I don't know, Tuesday, I don't know, midday sometime. And um, I've really kind of been just busting my butt around here trying to, to get back up and at it. There's so much going on right now. Uh, this show is going to be about uh, what's good in, in people's lives. And I want you guys to chime in. But I also wanted to start off by talking about uh, this whole Joe Rogan ivermectin uh, fiasco that the government and the press and everybody is just up in arms about right now, and I think it's I think it's absolutely hysterical. I think it's telling um, the fact that you know Joe Rogan has come out and, and said you know hey man I got uh, I got COVID and I was down, uh, but he's in great shape, and he talked about using. A whole host of things out there, including uh, ivermectin, and to see the the backlash on Twitter from these people, it's like these people wanted Joe Rogan to die because he, you know, like he had COVID and he was using something that was not uh, an authorized or prescribed or you know absolutely counter to the one side approach of this heinous totalitarian government and you know welcome to anybody and everybody that's coming in I don't care uh, I always tell everybody I don't care if you're Republican I don't care if you're Democrat independent libertarian uh, I'm glad you guys are here I really appreciate you guys tuning in uh, to the show uh, the, the what we're talking about right now is ivermectin and Joe Rogan and I wanted to kind of show you guys exactly what's going on like right now what is trending on Twitter is Ivermectin or is Joe Rogan, but then Twitter is thrown in the FDA article linked, you know, basically, hey, you know, you if Joe Rogan's trending and everybody's talking about Ivermectin, you know, we want to insert ourselves here uh, as the authority on the issue. Uh, and it's it says, you know, this is from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, why you should not use Ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19 because it's not it's not what they want right like to control the narrative to control fear to control people this is what you know they have to do they have to make sure that anything and everything is you know fact-checked and you know passes the board it's so Orwellian it's crazy to me so uh COVID-19 we've been living with it for what sometimes feels like forever given the number of deaths that have occurred from the disease, it's perhaps not surprising that some consumers are turning to drugs not approved or authorized by the Food and Drug Administration. I'm going to insert this is, wow, amazing. You know, mask and shots. And, well, I mean, we're, we're now nine months into the shots right now, and people are still dying right? Like there we're, we're seeing more and more spread. We're seeing spread from people who have had the shots, which they didn't talk about. And people are done right now with, 
with the administration and, and, and there's a bunch of fall off. You're seeing it, you know, obviously from people who never wanted it, the people who have had COVID, who have the antibodies, obviously they never, ever talk about an- antibodies. They, the people that got one shot and then saw some side effects and were like, ah, maybe this isn't for me. I'm not doing it anymore. The people who got two shots and then were told, ah, you know what? Now you guys are, you know, carrying high, you know, high levels of, uh, of COVID and you guys are actually spreading it and you're also doing breakthroughs and you don't get to go back to life as normal. You still got to wear a mask. And then obviously they're talking about, you know, after that, the, the, the constant every possibly six months going back in to get another shot. Like, you know, and right now they're quote unquote free because we're all subsidizing it because they're taking our money through force and coercion. Right. But this, you know, to, to have the FDA come out on a giant story from probably, let's just say, the, the most popular podcaster or maybe the most popular personality in broadcasting today and uh, Joe Rogan talking about having used it and really gotten right through it. I think Joe probably would have got through it pretty quickly anyway because he's a, he's a pretty healthy guy. But let's face it, you know, Joe's in his early 50s. He's not a spring chicken anymore, but he's healthy. Um, and now the, the FDA is coming out and saying, yeah, you know, people are turning to things that are not authorized by the Food and Drug Administration. And warning, I'm going to cuss in the show. Fuck the Food and Drug Administration. These guys, every time around, I mean, they're approving things like, these you know ridiculous pharmaceuticals with a laundry list of side effects that we you know we still don't understand to this day and things like psilocybin and cannabis are still schedule run one drugs you know never killed anybody you know the side effects include good times and munchies and you know loving your fellow human beings and this kind of shit is you know in in terms of ivermectin because it's off brand and and off brand for the rest of you guys listening off brand just means that it wasn't specifically approved to fight covid there have been over four billion prescriptions for ivermectin it is the i think it's the 2015 nobel prize winning drug it is used widely throughout africa uh it has recently been used in india and the thing is, the fact checkers have never, ever, ever gone out and and done any fact checking on people who have said, oh, it's just a, it's a cattle dewormer, right? Like, no, this is actually used in humans around the world globally uh, for a very, very long time. One of the FDA's jobs is to carefully evaluate the scientific data on a drug to be sure that it is both safe and effective for a particular use. In some instances, it can be highly dangerous to use as a medicine for prevention or treatment of COVID-19 that has not been approved or has not received emergency use authorization by the FDA. Your overlords want to make sure that uh, they know who's getting uh, the the ivermectin, right? Like Jesus Christ, you know. Now all of a sudden, ivermectin is dangerous. We approved ivermectin, but it's super dangerous. Unbelievable. I got a couple of requests. I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, I'm let's see. Invite as a speaker. Uh, I've got Knuckles uh, coming in here in a second, and and just interrupt me. Uh, Knuckles, when you're part of the show here, and, and I'll I'll let you go ahead. So you're gonna have to take it off mute. Hey, what's going on, Shane? Hey, brother, what's going on? So yeah, just yeah, just to kind of piggyback on like the whole FDA thing. 
I mean, people also forget the FDA has gotten things wrong countless amounts of times. I mean, from Accutane, from what is it? Uh, Thalidomide at one point, wasn't it? You know, like these guys are not infallible, you know, and, and to see constantly, like you look at Israel too, when you were going but talking about the, the vaccine, aren't they like the most vaccinated country in the world? And they're now one of the worst when it comes to infection rates. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are over 80%, um, you know, over 80% of the people have had both of the uh, shots. And what they've experienced in there in terms of the uptick and in the quote-unquote breakthrough cases is through the roof. Not to mention the study that just came out that said if you had had both shots versus having only a single shot or never having had any shot, you had a third fold so a 13 times um amount uh, or i should say percentage of getting a breakthrough case and possibly being hospitalized for for, for taking both of the shots it's it's nuts it's pure insanity and, and I, I live in jersey i work in new york and a lot of my job is taking my clients out to eat you know it's just a lot of you know like the schmoozing of sales and I can't do that now because, you know, de Blasio is who he is and hysterical. He's thinking of running for governor. I really hope he does. Who do you, who do you hope uh, runs for governor? De Blasio? Yeah, I just think it would be the absolute funniest campaign I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's really odd, and I think it's you know it's kind of speaks to that point of secession right now. I, I did a poll not long ago talking about this, um, and I asked you know basically, hey man, um, the rest of the state, upstate, and everybody else that's not New York City, you know, what are you guys doing? Are you guys kind of pretending that this this whole like apartheid passport? Um, you know, city isn't part of your state. Are you guys looking at secession? Or I mean, and the thing is, is I think you know, like it's somewhere around thirty percent of Americans, and this might be a low ball at this point. Think that you know, peaceful secession is probably the best path for most of America right now. It's as scary as it sounds. It's starting to make a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, if you want to be, you want to be governed harder by Big Daddy Gov, go right ahead. It's your freedom. But leave me the hell out of it. Right, right, absolutely. No, I, I appreciate it, man. How are you guys doing up there? You guys doing well in Jersey? A bunch of bunch. We, we got slammed by Ida. You know the uh, where the Somerset Patriots play a minor league baseball team. It's literally it's just a giant swimming pool right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw some pictures. It looks pretty nuts up there right now. Um, you know, we got a ton of rain down here in in Georgia and in Atlanta and all this. But man, nothing like what you guys are seeing up there with the mass flooding. But, man, I hope you guys are good. I'm going to let Austin jump in here. Um, and uh, Austin, just jump in when you're ready, man, and off mute, and we'll get to you next. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Shane. Um, about the kind of going on the whole big daddy government, um, I mean, you have Canada, who is going to start freezing people's bank accounts if they don't get vaccinated. And then you have Australia, who is the police force is linking to their social media accounts so that they'll be able to have access of people's social media accounts and be able to, they say, for to track down on uh, cyberbullying. Um, but they're, they're just hardcore monitoring everybody uh, with a hardcore leash. Um, but, you know, it's 
it's for it's for our own good, right? Yeah. Hey, Austin, I in great uh, great point on this, and it's something that I've been talking about with my wife a lot. Um, you know, you guys obviously you know, um, I'm a proponent of Bitcoin and the idea of blockchain technology out there. Uh, you know, they they they've done a lot of scare tactics on it. How do you how are you feeling about um, you know the the idea of getting your money out of banks right now? I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would be for it um, with with how everything is so with people like I mean, we have uh, government and elections that are being apparently hacked and they don't want to do recounts. They don't want to be able to take uh, responsibility for anything. I mean, what what's the difference of our banks being um, hacked or being controlled by the government like yeah, this is absolutely something I see coming, you know, in the very near future is these people locking down um, people with, you know, differing views, you know, that, that run outside of, um, you know, the, the current popular belief and, and, and really dictated belief of this uh, this murder cult, the, the guys at the top, you know, the, the head echelon of the, the banks, uh, the, the government, the industries out there. Uh, especially pharmaceutical. I mean, these guys are some super powerful lobbies and they're very, very powerful people. And they've got, you know, all the, the badges and guns pointed at everybody else out here. And it, it is, it's absolutely one of the most, um, I don't know, draconian 1984 things I've, I've ever seen. And it's, uh, it, you know, I, I think, you know, on a daily basis about, you know, where to take any money that I've got and get it out of that situation so at least at some point, I've got some type of you know liquid assets that I can move around and function because guarantee you, they're going to be coming for a lot of people very soon. And you know this type of space, I think, is going to be shut down. Um, if you guys haven't heard of it, I, you know another place that I think that we need to be looking at as as people, you know, not just libertarians, but anybody who's concerned about this you know medical tyranny that's going on and rigged elections and banana republic just in general is the you know the hive blockchain uh out there it is it's a social media platform it's got a bunch of different social media sites on there for whatever type of you know you like but it's immutable uh you know you can't censor content it is you know it, it's it's a great place but it's it's in its beginning stages and we need to start looking at you know opening accounts and, and really going over there and, and adopting that but i'll get back to the the article and as you guys are popping in and maybe you want to make some comments please do uh you know ask to be a speaker and i'll uh, I'll, I'll make you a speaker and you guys can chime in. But uh, back to this FDA article, it says there seems to be a growing interest in a drug called ivermectin. Like it's like it's some sort of, you know, it's not known to people, right? You know, anybody and everybody that talks about ivermectin on Twitter, good or bad, has an opinion. Right? There's there's no like there's no middle ground on this. It's like, hey, man, uh, yeah, we know it's off label. Uh, it's not really uh, just for cattle. Uh, or you've got the people that are like, no, man, this is, you know, this is something you spray on cattle and that's it. And that's, you know, what they regurgitate from the, you know, the, the, the propaganda and the talking heads out there. Back to the article. For the prevention and treatment of COVID-19 in humans, certain animal formulations of uh, ivermectin, such as poron, an injectable paste and drench are approved in the U.S. to treat and prevent parasites in animals. For humans, 
Ivermectin tablets are approved at a very specific dose to treat some parasitic worms, and there are topical formulations for head lice and skin conditions like rosacea. All right, here's here's my question is, who cares? Who cares if it works? If there was any chance at all that this worked, why? Since last year, and I mean, I don't know when you guys first started uh, started hearing about ivermectin. It was a little bit after hydrochloroquine, um, you know, when Trump started bringing that kind of stuff up. But it wasn't, I don't think it was even fall the first time I heard about ivermectin. And when I heard about it the first time, um, you know, that this could be a possibility. You know, this is something that I think Fauci actually wrote about in either 2003 to 2005 time frame for novel virus treatment. That aside, let's just say for the, you know, for the for the sake of argument that it wasn't until last year the FDA didn't look at testing it for COVID. They didn't look at, you know, you know, dosing. They didn't look at any of this kind of stuff. They haven't done any of this stuff for something that's already been approved in human usage. And I mean, you're sitting there going, yeah, but I mean, it makes perfect sense when you, when you know who these people are and it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's just, it's on its face, plain as day, what they're trying to get people to do. Zach, uh, you requested to speak, man, go ahead. If uh, you want to go off mute and, and come on in, um, I'm going to keep going through and, until I hear you. However, the FDA oh, has, hey. res- Oh, go ahead, Zach. Howdy. Um, like I said, I, I live in Texas, uh, like in West Texas right now, around uh, Lubbock. Um, and with the ivermedicine thing going on, it's uh, it's kind of been a double-edged sword uh, because uh, a lot of people out here, because I live in a smaller-ish town, uh, don't really know the di- like that there is a human and a uh, horse-slash-bovine version of it. Sure. And so we've had some hospitalizations just from people's intestinal linings kind of getting run through because i'll take the horse with the dewormer and uh and deal like that so like i said i haven't really seen any trials of like the human usage but that's uh, one of the big problems we're having it with it out here is just uh people not really understanding the difference in the two <laughs> yeah no i mean it, it makes perfect sense right where if if you've got this you know readily available human or i should say animal um, side of it where the dosage for a horse is going to be or a cow or you know something that weighs 500 plus pounds it's going to be incredibly different for a human being that you know maybe maxes out to 300 pounds depending on who they are um, like that's a that's a big deal and for those people to just now in the FDA be putting out you know um, this hey listen guys there is human usage and there is dosage out there per weight and all that it's in pill factor um whatever you're doing you know don't go out and take the animal side of this because listen you know your dosage is going to be completely wrong and it could have disastrous effects the fact that they're just now coming out and talking about this because you know you know a popular you know popularity uh or i should say a popular guy in in you know in america has come out and said yeah hey man i've used this like it's 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 I don't know. You know, we're talking about conspiracy theories and I don't know that there are a lot of theories anymore. It just seems like everything is a conspiracy and these guys are on their face, you know, hiding those things. How do you feel about that? I mean, 
I like I've 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 been I've kind of been in this like industry like at least out in the industry like I started out the COVID like COVID uh, lockdown as a bartender and eventually now I'm working as like a warehouse guy so I've been through like four or five outbreaks and a lot of just dealing with people face to face so it's it's been kind of it's like seeing what they're saying on the news and like what's actually happening on ground level the dichotomy of it has just been a little been a bit jarring like because personally i'm i've like accepted a lot more of like anarchist ideas recently because i I found you through the biting the bullet podcast oh cool thanks uh, like i started there and uh oh yeah and uh so like just kind of in especially dealing with like in small town like rural community uh it's 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 had i've i've seen i feel like it's had a lot of like effects negatively like just the dichotomy of it because people aren't being able to get the information that is out there, period. Yeah. People taking, you know, doses of the uh, ivermectin that's like harming them or uh, worst case, we're having a problem now. Some of our uh, ranchers aren't aren't finding it available. <laughs> like it's just getting bought out. So, so it's having a, an effect supplies. also on, you know, on the, the local, uh, you know, livestock. I mean, if it wipes out, if we don't have enough you know, I, I don't know, medicine to, to treat these guys. And, you know, we obviously know what that leads to. Well, yeah, because, uh, like, uh, even like even if, like, the bovine don't really have worms, like, a lot of places will require you to do deworming before you can take them to stock. And so, like, a lot of these guys are sitting here. Like, I've, I've seen it on, like, my Facebook group with, uh, like, in the town just being like, hey, does anybody have any spare boxes? Like... Just want to get some before, like uh, before the new calves come in, just to make sure we have everything. And it's just, it's uh, I just wish like the information would get out there a little bit more. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to take decentralized places like podcasts, and thank God for you know guys like Joe Rogan uh, to come out and say something like this, and and really kind of put it on blast for everybody. Is like, hey, listen, we need to have you know an open uh, conversation about this, where you know it it's got to be brought to the forefront. And if it's not, you know, and you guys are going to suppress information, you're going to manipulate information and you're going to come up with, you know, really crappy articles about, you know, uh, you know, how it shouldn't be used in humans for this because it's off label. I think it's just on its face. Um, you know, the sign of the times that we're in, but thank God, you know, I, I know most of us want to live in peace, but what a time to be alive and see how this is unfolding. Huh? Yeah. All right. Hey, Zach, I appreciate it, man. And you guys, you know, feel free to chime back in later, uh, you know, after people go through, but we're going to try to keep this uh, pretty, pretty well organized. Uh, Raging uh, wanted to speak. And then Austin, after that, go ahead and, and, and on Mike. Go ahead. Hey, how are you, my man? Oh, I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm excellent. Excellent. Fellow Georgian over here. Right on. Uh, Where are you from? I'm from, I'm from Atlanta, really. Okay. Uh, one of the rare natives over here. <laughs> I was going to say, there's very few native Atlantans. Absolutely. So I feel like we've gotten to a dangerous, dangerous next step. And I think it's along the exact same path as virtue signaling, where they created like an in culture. And then in order to gain status in the in culture, you were supposed to basically signal virtues, you know, and virtues are... Virtues at least are, in some sense, you know, virtues. You know, there's like, you know, embedded in that concept, the idea of trying to do something virtuous or a concept that's to the good in some sense. But now 
we're we're way more dangerous than that now because the new signaling to this in group is essentially as Orwellian as it gets, where it's like you have to repeat back to me a falsehood. You know, you have to, you know, anyone calling it calling ivermectin on its face, you know, horse dewormer, is essentially signal falsehood signaling. You know, they're information signaling, like. Fauci, just like you said, Fauci wrote an article about this. So for them to, to, to in any way, you know, sit here and refer to that medication as animal medication is just them trying to figure out, are you willing to lie on behalf of the in-group? Right. Absolutely right, man. I mean, you're not kidding. I mean, everything. The, the, I mean, right down to when we first came out with mask. Right. Like, I mean, the, the flip flop on mask from the very beginning when Nancy Pelosi was like, go down to Chinatown and hug, pe hug people. You know, and that's the thing is like, you know, I I'm not ever going to take any type of advice, you know, from Nancy Pelosi. Right. Like if she's telling me to go down to Chinatown and hug people. I'm going to be like, all right, why does she want me to go down to Chinatown and hug people? But the the whole mask thing, you know, from a guy that's been through uh, nuclear, biological, chemical training in the Marine Corps and all that kind of stuff, and you understand that particle size is, you know, at the, the point one nanometer level and that most masks, you know, are filtering out maybe uh, 0.5 at best, and that's like your N95 type mask, um, you know, Th these things are they're virtual signals you know you're going to throw these things over your face and you're going to touch them repeatedly throughout the day can you know stick them in your pocket in your in your purse in your car wherever where your hands have touched other things and then touched your face i mean i see cashiers all the time you know going through uh you know touching things that have come in on a on a conveyor belt and then, you know, ringing up on a cash register, adjusting their mask at least half a dozen times during a, a I don't know, maybe a four minute transaction at most. And I mean, you're, you're sitting there going, I just touched everything that you touched on that conveyor belt. Then you put it to the cash register and touch your face. And then the kid at the end who's bagging my groceries touched his face and put it all back into the bag. Not to, I mean, that piece of plexiglass is worthless in between the two of us i mean you, i don't know you guys have probably all seen it out there where you know guys will take rips on you know their their vape sticks or whatever and then blow it out and you're just like yeah that's air that's how this stuff travels it is airborne in the whole you know spittle fucking particle nonsense you're just like what the fuck are we even talking about why are we entertaining masks as somewhat even helpful in the stop of the spread. I mean, we've looked at, I mean, Tom Woods, thank God for this guy, with all the different, uh, you know, people that he's had on and what he's done during, uh, you know, these, these COVID quote unquote times, COVID tyranny times, right? Where you have places that had mandated mask use and you had places that didn't have mandated mask use and they were right next door to each other or countries that were right next door to each other. And you see, you know, very typical, you know, this, this, the populations got sick, 
uh, at the same time. They got hospitalized at the same time. They had deaths at the same time. And, and a lot of times among the same race, there was absolutely no correlation that slowed the, the, the transmission of this disease ever. Like this thing is here to stay, you know, once and for all, it's here to stay. Austin, if you want to chime back in, man, I saw that you had your, your hand raised. I'm just, the, the virtue signaling is through the roof now. And I'll tell you, you know, back to the, the banking point. Um, if, if you've got your money in, in banks, in places where it is not liquid, I would highly, highly recommend, you know, putting it into a place that you have access to it, you know, make sure it's safe, but make sure that it's not where they can lock you out of those type of accounts. Cause I guarantee you, just like they talked about in Canada, it's coming. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to go back to, um, ivermedicine. Um, I looked up the Nobel Prize article. Um, I just wanted to read a little sure. piece from that. Um, it's, it's quite interesting. It says, Ivermedicine is highly effective against a range of parasites, has limited side effects, and is freely available across the globe. The importance of Ivermedicine for lymphatic uh, filariasis, primarily in the poorest regions of the world, is immeasurable. Treatment is so, success so successful that these diseases are on the verge of eradication, which would be a major feat in the medical history of man of humankind. Malaria infects close to 200 million individuals a yearly. Um, so, I mean, obviously, back in 2015, ivermedicine was... It was a rage, man. I mean, um, close to helping over 200 million people just from malaria, not even other things for other parasitic uh, diseases awesome so, but what if it i mean if it saves just one life if we prevent people from using it though come on man i mean it, it says in the article it says for africa alone this means more than a hundred thousand lives are saved each year but you know not for covid not for covid yeah no we we, we can't we can't do that for here man it's it's it's, it's insane knuckles go ahead let's and join go in a, there that's going against the agenda yeah yeah absolutely Knuckles, go ahead, man. You can unmute and, and chime in. Yeah, so to even, you know, to piggyback off that, I mean, I just, what was it, yesterday the article got released that they're giving ivermectin to every single refugee that comes over here. No, I haven't seen that one. I'm going to tag you in it. Yeah, they're giving it to every single refugee that comes over from Afghanistan, from Africa, Europe, everywhere. They're given ivermectin as like one of the first drugs. Oh, please, please send me this, you know, and we'll address it here. You know, I, I, do, I usually do about an hour show. We may go a little bit shorter today, but we'll we'll see if you've got that, man. We'll uh, we'll read that. I mean, it's uh, let's see. You've got FD. Yeah. Yeah, I think Massey even rep like tweeted it yesterday. I think I'm trying to find it right now through the timeline. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Do like, that. Just straight line to us. Like there's no like, oh, yeah, it's so bad for you. But we give it to every single refugee that comes in here unbelievable because, yeah well you know they, they i i guess you know they uh, as much as they don't like using the word shitholes around the world you know uh they're they're deworming people from third world shitholes around the world before they come yeah. here unbelievable man um individual hey man yeah I, here I, it is go ahead here's the link i'm gonna uh i'm gonna post it and i'll, and I'll tag you in it right on i'll see it here in a second Oh, that's incredible! They're, if they're if if this is true, and they're using this on people that are coming in and saying, "No, man, you know, it's yeah. not it's not for." And it's COVID. from the CDC's website too. 
It's from the CDC.gov. I just uh, d- just tweeted it. Well, you know, it'd be it'd be very curious, but I guarantee you the FDA isn't doing a approved study on the people that are coming in. I got it right here. I'm pulling it up. And um, like I said, individual, if you want to go off mute and, and come in here in a second. Uh, yeah, so this is from what? The CDC, Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, is there a date on here? Let's see. To promote... Uh, overseas refugee health guidance to promote healthy resettlement. CDC provides supplemental guidance to panel physicians caring for U.S. bound refugees. The overseas refugee health guidance provides panel physicians with supplemental guidance on vaccine pre-departure treatments for malaria and intestinal parasites and fitness to travel. These activities are coordinated with the international organization on migration. Um, Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going through here. Vaccine doses. Yeah, if you scroll to a summary of recommendations, it lists uh, all Middle Eastern, Asian, North African, Latin American, and Caribbean refugees should receive presumptive therapy with albendazole. Then it gives the description. Then ivermectin, two doses, 200 micrograms, no. orally once a day for two days. Before departure to the United States. Hey, go ahead. So they need go to ahead and do your screen capture before now. they get here. Yeah, do your screen capture with this and the CDC on it now because guarantee you, this is going back to Newspeak and they're gonna grab this shit and it's gonna be gone. Like they're gonna they're gonna go back and they're gonna they're gonna take this thing right off the damn site. Guaranteed. Oh yeah. Holy hell. All right. So uh, <laughs> I mean this. <sighs> I, to, to see, you know, to, 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 I don't know. The fact that we still have, you know, spaces and, and Twitter up and the fact that we can get in here and talk about this kind of stuff, I'm I'm shocked. I am absolutely shocked at this point that, you know, the, the communications haven't been shut down completely. And I don't know. Um, I The only thing I can imagine is, you know, the, the fact that the U.S. is armed to the damn teeth um, is the only reason right now that, this, it, you know, any of this kind of stuff is is being allowed. I mean, this is this is absolutely crazy to me. I mean, it really is just because we have the Second Amendment. I mean, Australia has insane gun regulations and they're freaking policing their uh, social media like crazy. Same with Canada. Yeah. Did you guys see um, where I guess you're going to have to be, you know, they're going to have to send you a text uh, and you're going to have to provide a picture and geolocation of where you're at in Australia at any time within 15 minutes or you're going to be basically, I don't know, fine, possibly rounded up if you're a repeat offender. I mean, it's incredible. I honestly hope a bunch of Australians send dick pics. I mean, <laughs> just just do what you got to do to show the government they're like – Seems like a very Australian thing to do, right? Pictures of the toilet after a giant turd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You want to see Down Under? Here you go. (laughs) I love it. It'll be a brilliant use of social media and and these quote-unquote smartphones, (laughs) right? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, what's next? I mean, seriously. I mean, what do you guys see coming down the pipe right now? Because, you know, I... I just get to this point where, you know, we're, we're kind of in this, this standoff where they keep pushing, they keep pushing, they keep pushing, and we keep going, yeah, you know what, uh, we're, we're still good. You know, you know, we've got power, we've got water, uh, we are taking care of each other in our communities, and we've got, you know, 
we've got more guns than all of you guys, you know, multiple times over. And you guys got, I don't know, I see people defecting on the other side. Have you guys seen this, um, this Lieutenant Colonel from the Marine Corps that has basically defected and said, um, you know, after, after Afghanistan, he's kind of having this moment, you know, that super hard moment to watch a guy go through, but as a battalion commander, um, he came out and said, listen, uh, you know, everything that's going on, you know, we're just looking for, um, some type of, you know, somebody at the top at the at leadership echelons and in, in the general staff to come out and take responsibility, or at least say, these were the people responsible, be held accountable. And he's resigned his commission. And he said, you know, we're going to bring this whole motherfucker down. I was, I, I've, this was one of those things that hit me. I was like, wow, for a Lieutenant Colonel to come out and say something like this, this has got giant ramifications. And this is something I see as a, a really optimistic thing is, you know, we have people that are defecting left and right from this tyrannical regime, uh, this murder cult. And I think it's absolutely, you know, amazing to see it in real time that, while you know they have used trillions and trillions of dollars to indoctrinate us to um to you know propagandize us you know in education at higher levels uh and and obviously in our daily lives with the 24 7 you know uh dialed up to 10 uh propaganda shows out there and and, and even our entertainment to see this kind of shit coming through uh, where people are defecting from it, that are standing in defiance of it, in, in spite of it all, I think is a huge, huge win and something to be um, very optimistic about here in the future. What do you think the uh, over-under is on him being quote-unquote suicided? Oh, boy, I tell you right now. <laughs> it's way, my uh, if, if we're in a Deadpool, man, and I hate to say this, I mean, but yeah, it's, it's way up there, right? Like, you, you've got a lieutenant colonel, a Marine, at, and, you know, and, and I mean, I don't want to, like, I'm not that, you know, Marine that's like, oh, the Marines are the best. But there is a perceive, you know, a perception of what the Marine Corps is, right? And it's because a lot of times the Marine Corps, especially the combat roles, are full of idealists, right? You know, and, and I, I was one of them. I was one of those people that was filled with the ideas of, you know, glory in America and, you know, this, we are the free country and we need to help other people be like this. And, you know, we, we, they're the, they're the guys that will rush in to whatever situation it is, you know, uh, as, as terrible as it can be, whether it's, you know, fighting a quote unquote enemy overseas or here, um, you know, to, you know, running into a burning house and, and, you know, trying to rescue as many, you know, little kittens or kids or whatever as they can. Right. And so, you know, this is, this is more of a, a symbolic, um, place where he's at. If they kill him, they martyr him. And that's a, you know, that's a really, really bad, bad mistake. But what I put it past, uh, these people, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe take him out before he gets bigger than he already is. And I don't know. I, I think, uh, if I were him, uh, and I, a lot of times I feel, uh, like I'm in the crosshairs, uh, from the threats that I get. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that it could be as high as 75, 80% that they're going to try to go after him. We'll see. What do you think, Austin? I mean, 
with the whole uh, Epstein having a hitman sent to the judge's house, um, I wouldn't put it past him at all. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would say probably in the 75, 80 percent as well. Oh, and the fact that they killed a billionaire in front of everybody. I mean, that was that's kind of a big deal, right? I mean, these guys all yeah, y- yes. Excellent point. Now it's I, I 99% that this guy could be killed. <laughs> and same with uh, what was the the software, um, the antivirus yeah, software guy. John McAfee. Um, saying that he wasn't suicidal at all and then, you know, he's dead. So. Boy, I'll tell you are you are you as disappointed as I am that we haven't seen a um you know, a dead man switch on that with all the information from these really, really powerful people from around the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and then you look at, um, Bezos, you got Zuckerberg, all these people who are just kind of sticking to themselves. And then you have Glenn Beck evacuating people out of Afghanistan on private planes. Like, what are you doing with your billions and billions of dollars, people? Like, yeah. Hey, I think this is a great point, too. Um, I've had a couple other people, um, and, and please feel free to just go ahead and come off mute so that I know you're ready to go. Um, and um, in, in this situation, when we talk about you know libertarianism and volunteerism and all this kind of stuff, this is one of the things that's going to have to change very rapidly uh, in the near future as the dollar crumbles, right? Um, because let's face it, um, they're going to cut people off. They're cutting off military veterans of 20 years from pensions, from GI bills, from you know anything and everything that they were, they were told that they earned. They're going to cut off Social Security. They're going to cut off Medicare and Medicaid. And when this all happens, you know, and they start cutting people off that aren't in line with the virtue signaling, uh, as we were talking about earlier, you're going to see people really come unglued, especially if they start coming after their homes and their cars and, and everything else that they can no longer, you know, afford to pay for because obviously, um, you know, we're a Keynesian society built on Keynesian economics and everybody, you know, I say everybody, a lot of people, most people are in debt. Um, if the, the millionaires and billionaires and people who are well off don't, you know, see to it that in their community, um, and their surrounding areas that people have the necessities through charity Man, those people are in. They're 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 putting themselves in extreme uh, harm's way, right? I mean, and I think that's something that's going to you know, to eventually work itself out here in, in the very near future. Go ahead, there, guys. Knuckles. Yeah. So to to just real quick go back to the Australia thing. Mm-hmm. Did you did you see what the prime minister put out the other day? Go ahead and uh, and share it with everybody so we can talk about it. So his name's Scott Morrison, Prime Minister of Australia. He's, he pulls out this like little letter he sends to everyone because, you know, that's just what they apparently do. But in the bottom of it, he goes, it, it's not a passport. It's a formal reward for your vaccination. Oh, yeah. So you get your freedoms as a reward for doing what we say, you my little peasant friends. Sit, lay down, roll over. Good boy, right? And yeah, yep. absolutely. No, I, great point. Yeah, it's uh, I. What's coming on out of Australia right now is is beyond. I I still look. I mean, I love the memes. It's like look, live look at the world's largest prison, and it just shows Australia. <laughs> yeah, right. The entire continent uh, it, it, 
back yeah. on back where it was. I don't know how many hundreds of years ago that uh, Australia uh, was the the debtor prison nation that, uh, that the UK formed. But Jesus Christ, I mean that's you're you're spot on, um, Darley. And then individual, if you guys want to go ahead and and uh, come off yeah, mute. So just one quick point on McAfee. Yeah. So after McAfee died on that dead man switch thing, mm-hmm. something appeared on his Instagram. And then Instagram wiped his page the second it got posted after he died. So I do think there was a dead man switch, but Instagram was not going to let you get a hold of that. I don't think that, you know, that's the thing is I don't think McAfee was um, I short-sighted enough and untext and untext savvy enough to not leave that on um, multiple secure servers uh, out there where right. Know, you know what I mean? So, no, I I definitely agree with you. Um, like I said, uh, Darby and an individual, go ahead and come off mute, and uh, let's hear from you. Individual could go first. He's been he's been in here longer. Okay, thanks. Thanks very much. Um, glad to have finally call you during the day. I it's funny that uh, I should catch you on this one because about ten minutes ago, I'm on my lunch break. I was working at a a small but up and coming biopharmaceuticals company, and I was holding an experimental treatment for COVID in my hand. And I would, we don't even have anything on the market yet. We're still all in clinical phases, but everything that I've seen would say that our treatments go for probably around $10,000 per course minimum. And if there's a, if there's a $4 drug out there, well then, you know, my company loses however many billions of dollars we're putting into this. And I've talked to a bunch of other people who are in the same field in the same area. And they've all told me without telling me that they're doing the exact same thing. Everybody, no matter how dinky or big they are, is working on something for COVID because it's such a cash cow. Yeah. I mean, I, I guarantee you that I, I don't want to say who I'm working for, but none of you have ever heard of it before because it's we're not treating anything yet. But the amount of cash being thrown at this Everybody who's in the in-group, or even if they're trying to get into the in-group, has every reason in the world not to let a four-dollar pill get in the way of their, you know, their house in the Hamptons and their hundred-foot yacht from being able to push out ten thousand-dollar treatments to four billion people. I mean, do the math there, and you're talking about the GDP of a medium-sized country going right into somebody's pocket because the U.S. government said, no, no, no four-dollar pills. $10,000 experimental quote genetic therapy for you. You know, that's, that's the other thing is that everyone's calling these vaccines, genetic therapies, which d- technically they're not. But if everyone gets all scared of it and saying, well, no genetic therapies for me, well, that's the next step in pharmaceuticals. And so if they get all scared about it and they start protesting it, then that's even more trillions of dollars that are going away. So the money is absolutely against ivermectin in ways that, I mean, that's only my small little slice of the industry. I can't even imagine how much more there is out there. That's incredible. I mean, un- unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> I, I, and the thing is, I mean, you look at what, um, you know, the, I don't know, I want to see him say pharmaceutical, you know, just basic common cold stuff, right? I mean, you know, if, if you're Halls or Vicks or any of these people that have, you know, made a name for yourself in that space, you know, that, you know, people turn to, to, uh, you know, ease the symptoms of being sick, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely, you know, giant space, especially for the fear that's gone into COVID. I mean, they've poured trillions of dollars into this fear mongering. 
Um, and you know, the, the other side of that is people going out and spending money, um, in, in quote unquote prevention of it. So yeah, fear, fear is a hell of a driver for the market. Uh, I've got a couple other people out there in, uh, uh, let's see, did, uh, no, Darby, you're still there, man. Go ahead. If you're, if you're there. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting how FDA approval is, uh, not important at all until it is and uh i just feel like if, if ivermectin could save even one life why why haven't we pushed it for emergency youth uh, use authorization or or are even testing it to see if it works against covid19 you know what i mean and it just shows it just shows the cognitive bias and the po- and the polarization that we're experiencing right now and uh I feel like the cognitive bias is uh, is only what we're experiencing when it's not on purpose, and when when it is on purpose, it's straight out of Rules for Radicals. You see it if you if you read that book, you know that it says. Uh, I believe this was a quote from Stalin. He said, uh, "While we don't have the guns, we will obtain power through the ballot." But when we have the guns, we will maintain power through the bullet. And you saw during the protests and the riots all last year, if Donald Trump pulled the trigger and uh, rolled military into the cities, he was a dictator. But with the with the unrest on the right, if uh, Joe Biden were to pull the trigger and put martial law into the cities, he's he's saving us from the bad guys. And we need to recognize that this is coming from people who are very educated and it's on purpose when they're educated. It's on purpose. Yeah. And no, they're put- you're 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 spot on. I mean, this is this is that moment, man. I mean, it's, it's you know, and, and I think. The great Dave Smith the other day, I heard him, I think it was at uh, Freedom Fest where he, had, he talked about, you know, in a, in a tyrannical culture, and, you know, this is kind of surmising, not a direct quote, but in a tyrannical culture, everything's politicized, you know, in a free culture, um, you know, there's really nothing that is, right? Because I don't really give a damn what you do with your life as long as you're not hurting, uh, you know, other people or taking their stuff. Um, go live in a nice free life. And that's that's the way it should be. The, the idea that, you know, we've got a quote-unquote democracy. I mean, democracy is gang rape. A lot of people don't like hearing that, but it is. You know, it's, it's, it's people that have power deciding what other people will and won't do. And it's disgusting. It is, I mean, it, it should be met um, with the same hate and vitriol that we, you know, it's murder, rape, assault, kidnapping, coercion, you know, all these things that we absolutely despise and should despise, uh, you know, that is democracy. And the fact that, you know, they've taken so much power through force and coercion at this point to tell you what you're going to do with your health arbitrarily to silence you and everything else, you're, you're right on the money with everything you said. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, for, go ahead. It's, it's democratic totalitarianism. Yeah. It's oppression of the minority class. I love that's. I'll tell you what. That is a great term. Democratic totalitarianism. I absolutely love it, Darby. Thank you for uh, for you know sharing that with us, man. And I uh, really really appreciate it. Heather, uh, you got your hand up, girl. Go ahead and let's hear it. Um, a couple things. So the FDA has not approved 
any of the vaccines. They've just extended the EUAs. So they're not actually approved yet. However, there is a treatment that is FDA approved and has been since November of 2020, which is called the BAM infusion, which is the monoclonal antibody treatment for COVID-19. And I actually, I had the ability to get this infusion because of my issues with asthma and stuff. So I, I was eligible for this treatment whenever I was diagnosed with COVID. And in the case studies, of the people who received the actual treatment in the initial stages of the um, the trials, only 3% of patients who received this infusion within the first 72 days of showing symptoms was hospitalized. Wow. Versus say, 10%. Say, 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 say that again, Heather. Okay. So in, in the drug trial, of the individuals who received the infusion, only 3% of those individuals were hospitalized. Verse, and these are all high-risk individuals. These are all people who, had they not received the infusion, most likely was at risk of having to be hospitalized. So only 3% compared to the placebo-treated patients, um, 11% of those were hospitalized. So to put that, in, and so like, let's talk, we're talking about cost, right? So the cost of this infusion per dose is $1,250. So I realize that's kind of high, but from an insurance perspective, the majority of that would actually be covered. So mine was actually free um, through insurance. Sure. So I, I just, I wanted to share that with you guys. And they've expanded the list of individuals who are eligible for this treatment. So anytime I have the opportunity to like, quote unquote, tell my story or, or be silly or whatever, but Anytime I have the opportunity to it, it, like share that with people, um, if you have a family member that falls under those high-risk categories that's diagnosed, I highly encourage you guys to um, ask, like encourage them to ask their physicians for this treatment because I firmly believe it saved my life. If I had not had the treatment, I had pneumonia. I went from headache to pneumonia within 24 hours. So had I not received this treatment, I probably would have had to be intubated by the end of the weekend. Now, na name the treatment again for everybody. Um, it's called the BAM infusion. It has a longer name. I mean, if you guys really want, it's like BAM Lanav. Uh, fuck, I can't even say it. Greg might be able to say it better. Than me. I, I think you nailed um, it the first time through. If, you know, do me a favor. Um, put it on Twitter. Tag me and I'll make sure um, that I retweet it. Okay, cool. Because I think, I mean, specifically for people who have, um, you know, lung issues, you know, breathing uh, issues that are genetic or, or otherwise brought on, you know, this is this is one of those things that, um, you know, in terms of, you know, treating it or be, maybe, you know, preventable on the front side um, is, you know, something that people need to be at least talking about. Same with the ivermectin. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think... That's what he had mentioned in uh, in his treatment when he was talking about this before he had even mentioned uh, ivermectin. Is that right, Heather? Is that what you heard? Say that one more time, Shane. I'm sorry, I missed what you asked. Did, did you see? Did you see uh, what Joe had talked about in terms of his um, his his treatment? It sounded like he had talked about exactly the same antibody treatment that you were just talking about. Oh, possibly. Uh, are you talking Joe? Who? Who are you talking? <laughs> uh, you know that guy, Joe Rogan. He's got a podcast. Oh, 
Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I maybe. I mean, it's very possible. If you have one of the, th- <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think we're talking about the same person, but I was like, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah, I, I he may have talked about it. I, I'm not sure. I know that it's not being talked about enough, um, because you know we're getting into fights over things like ivermectin when there is an FDA approved treatment right now. Like we should be reaching out to. I mean, I know you're an anarchist, so it's a little bit different from you, from you, but I, I think we should be reaching out to people saying, Hey, you know, your health departments, your, your, like on a local level, hospitals, things like that. Why isn't this treatment being used more frequently? Yeah, no, absolutely. And even as an anarchist, you know, I'm, I'm saying they take my money and there's, there's a system out there and there are people that I lean on all the time to say, Hey man, knock this shit off or maybe do something constructive with the money that you're taking from me. Same thing, like, yeah, hey, hospitals, clinics, nurses, doctors, whoever is in the space that can administer these things or know about them, let's get at it so that your community is functioning at the highest rate possible because, I mean, that's, I mean, everybody knows, like, when, when people are employed or are working and producing rather than consuming at the highest rate possible, that is when the human condition thrives. Greg, I want to give you uh, time here before we wrap up, man. You've been waiting very patiently, and I appreciate that. Uh, just come off mute when you're ready to go. Um, Heather, thank you very much for contributing that. I think that is something that uh, I did not know uh, and am, am happy to hear. Uh, I had heard you know, Joe say something about something, and um, I, I hadn't done the research into it yet. Greg, go ahead. Uh, uh, too bad it's her uh, speaker status has been taken away. I was, I wanted to make sure she was, I wanted to ask Heather if she was talking about the mo- the uh, monoclonal therapy, if that's what she was actually talking about. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll invite her to speak again. I didn't take it away. She's, uh, she dropped off. She's really, oh, she, she's really good at this. You know, she, she, she's been running uh, spaces for a while now. It is the monoclonal therapy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, it did. It did show like a lot of, a lot of promise. Um, if I remember right though, the, I think the the sample study, the sample size was, it was less than a thousand people. And I don't know if it was reproduced or not. And the last time I actually looked at this was like back in 20 or like late 2020. Um, but it did show a lot of promise. Uh, I mean, your, your, your percentages are absolutely correct. Um, but again, the sample size was just so small, but <clears throat> I don't remember reading anything about any like adverse effects from the therapy. So, you know, your, your risk to reward ratio at that point is, you know, I mean, that's, that's where you want it, right? Like, even if it doesn't work, it's not going to harm you. So well, if it saves one life, right? I mean, that's, that's the, that's the, you know, the incredibly low bar that a a snail could crawl over and let's let's face it, like that's, that's not what we're holding up. It's, it's only if it, you know, only if it achieves their narrative. Yeah, I would have loved the study. Like when I read the study, I don't think I didn't see it broken down by like risk category groups or anything. Like I didn't see anything that would say like, oh, asthmatic patients or pulmonary fibrosis patients or patients with COPD or CHF, anything like that, where it was just like, you know, the, the risk to reward ratio or the success rate uh, broken down by category. Because uh, I get Heather's asthmatic. Uh, like, how, I'm guessing you've been intubated before, Heather. Um, I, I have, I, yeah. once when I was younger, so as yeah. 
each time I get pneumonia, they get more freaked out because it just gets worse and worse. Totally. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'm glad that worked for you. Um, I just wanted to kind of put, you put the, that, that study in the perspective. No, I agree with you. I, I wholeheartedly agree like the sample size, but in implementation, since they've had it out, I hmm. think those numbers have stayed true. Meaning that as they're issuing these treatments out publicly now, not outside of the trial, I think that those numbers have stayed in that 3% range, I think is what I read. And don't quote me on that because I don't have the article, but I, okay. I'm pretty sure that I have. I, I'm going to have to look that up on my own. So now I'm genuinely curious. I haven't heard anything about uh, like it being largely implemented, especially like not here at the hospital I work with or, or any of the other hospitals I work at. Um, but anyway, That's because I'll... you live in commie country and they want you all to get vaccinated. They don't care if you live after. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, you know. Oh, my God. The pharmaceutical, yeah, the pharmaceutical company, like, I don't know how people aren't seeing this for what it is. Oh, it's like, I actually have a okay, case. We have a medication that. that's been around. We have a medication that's been around and approved for over, gosh, I think uh, myosin has been, I think it's been approved for over 30 years now since 1980, mm -hmm. 80s. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, well now the patent's gone. You can't make a whole lot of money off it. Generics are widely available. So uh, yeah, it's, you know, with the AMA, the American Medical Association and pharmaceutical companies are hand in glove. That's what happens when you have government monopolies created by the FDA. Uh, you know, you you have people scratching, scratching each other's backs. Yeah, uh, and and basically gatekeeping. That's what the FDA does. They gatekeep. Yep. Uh, so I'm not surprised by any of this, and I'm surprised. What I am surprised by is so-called liberals or people who are supposed to be forward-thinking. Uh, you know, and hate big. You know, they hate big banks, but they don't see this for what it is. Like this is this is the these are the billionaires that you guys railed against back in uh, what, what was that Occupy Wall Street and now you're just like sucking their dicks like what the fuck is wrong with you Yeah, yeah, it's anyway, absolutely crazy. Uh, no, and Greg, I, I, th I think you're right on, man. And uh, to your point, uh, I had a, a friend uh, down here last like it was just last month, and she works in pharmaceuticals, and she was saying that over seventy percent of the people in pharmaceuticals have not taken at least even one shot yet, which should tell you a lot of what you need to know. And I imagine the other, I don't know, 30% of them may have already had, you know, COVID or something. I mean, that's kind of what the statistics are playing out to be right now. It's kind of crazy. Um, I'm going to get um, two more. I'll, I'll go a little bit long since I'm going to have to do a makeup show um, next week any, anyway. But uh, uh, Knuckles, you were first, and then Darby will wrap up there. Hey, so yeah, I just pulled up that BAM. It's it's called BAMLAMNIVIMAB, but um, yeah, I just I, I just posted it on a uh, my my Twitter as well. But of course, you know, duck duck go and don't Google it because yeah, just that's for the obvious. But wasn't Robert Greg? Wasn't Robert Wood Johnson? Wasn't that foundation like a part of the trials, like the the clinical trials for all these vaccines too? And aren't they like the number one hospital in like the country? I couldn't speak intelligently to that. Sorry. All right. If I can find the article, I'll, I'll share it again too. But um, yeah, taking a look at all this stuff, it's it kind of seems to me like it's exactly what DeSantis has been pushing that Fauci agreed upon. But of course, you know, it's all fake news because 
well, it's fake news. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I, I found it there, um, and I've, I've shared it out there. Um, you can go uh, and, and see it on his uh, Twitter account as well, at uh, BoomBots2. So if you want to see that, it's, it's definitely there for the, um, you know, the uh, we're just going to call it the BAM uh, treatment. Sound good? Great. Uh, go ahead, Darby. I appreciate you for giving me another chance to speak. Uh, I think with with how scary things are going, with how scary things are getting, with with how people are openly recommending that people be allowed to die if they get sick because their failure to comply with government mandates, with with the hyperpolarization that we're seeing in uh, in our culture today, I feel like it's important to remember that the people who fought against the Nazis were terrorists. They were terrorists to the Nazi state. And when you're seeing that uh, conservatives and libertarians are being marked as possible terrorist threats, this is a, a very telling sure. sign of what's to come. And if we, if we fail to prepare, then our last stand will will fail in my opinion i feel like uh i feel like there's a whole lot of inactivity there's a whole lot of complacency born out of a desire for self-preservation and the thing that will maintain our freedom is standing for our neighbor's freedom yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you guys, and uh, and I will wrap it up, and I'll, and I'll say this uh, for everybody, okay? Um, the this this is where they they want you they want you scared, they want you fearful, they want you uh, completely uh, you know divided against the people who are around you. I mean, listen, these these sick bastards want you divided from your kids. And they want they want nothing more than everybody fighting and turning to them for their information, for their medication, for their health, for everything in their in your life. And they'll take it if you let them. the The beautiful thing is, and, and uh, Darby, you know, I'm, I'm going to respectfully, uh, you know, disagree with you here in terms of what I see. Um, and this is just perspective. I I have been part of a you know, part of a movement for a long time to divorce myself from what is pop culture. Um, and, and I hate, um, I hate politics. I hate social media. I can't stand this stuff, but it is upon me because I have been some places and seen some things and, and know some things, um, you know, now that I'm, I guess, 41 years old and, and had some experience. What I've seen in America over decades now is people preparing for bad situations. And that is, you know, not to say that everybody's aligned in terms of what we're talking about, but in terms of bad situations, I have seen this in, in a lot of the crowds, especially that I run in. And the great thing is, is we don't need power. You know, power comes from you, each and every one of you. And, you know, um, as the great Spike Cohen says, you are the power. This is absolutely true. It is what are you willing to do with your time and your effort and your energy on this earth? What are you willing to do today? What are you willing to do tomorrow? What can you plan for? 
just because you're not as far down the road as you'd like to be, I don't think you'll ever get there, guys. Like, listen, I live on the side of a mountain. I've begun homesteading this past year. It was a 10-year process to get to this point where I could possibly even start doing something like this. It's not an overnight fix. And if you're younger, don't worry about it. You will continue to get there. And the great thing is, in this entire you know, in this entire world as we're looking at it, if you take a step back and you just say, hey man, listen, these people over here, they're still fairly free. And why is that? Especially here in the Southeast, uh, in the Midwest, in, in, and even up into the, you know, the, the Great Plains of Canada. Those people are the freest people on earth right now. And it is because of their attitude, because of their preparation, because of their self-sufficiency. The fact that they have divorced themselves from popular society and, and never, never bent the knee to virtue signaling, to, to see what all of this is on its face. They have prepared for years and years and years and years, and they have the means to at least put up a fight. And they've said, listen, this is the line in the sand. That is absolutely to be commended in, in this time. You know, to, to, but I will tell you, the longer we can stay at peace, the longer that we don't engage in hot revolution with these people, the more that their narrative continues to fall apart, the more of the people that they use on a, on a, you know, on a daily basis goes from, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, you know, thousands of people and it shrinks. And those people say, Hey, listen, I was wrong. And that's super powerful in this moment to say, I was wrong. I was one of them. And I saw through it because of this, that, that has the ability to, you know, what I talk about, you know, sometimes in, um, you know, the, the, the art of war to build your enemy, a golden bridge of a retreat, make it easy for them to step back from this, to admit that they were wrong. And then once you can do that, and these people can take a step back, and maybe another step back and another step back and you pave the way for these guys on this golden bridge with all sorts of greats the the literature that's out there in you know libertarian circles you guys are going to be the people that you're looking towards uh, the people are looking to in this time you're calling for peace when other people are calling for violence you are calling for calm when other people are absolutely out of their mind scared you guys are the fire of immutable truth. I say this all the time. You are the fire of immutable truth. And that fire will only permit those who are in line with natural law and natural principle into the fire. It's protection. And it will burn the rest of these fuckers to the ground. That's who you guys are. I appreciate you guys being here with me for an hour. I love this kind of stuff and it makes, you know, for a, a much more fun and interactive show for me. So if you guys love this kind of stuff, um, you know, retweet it, go out there and share stuff. And I will uh, be releasing this later today on my podcast radical. Uh, you can find it on every major podcast you're out there, but thank you guys for not only listening, but for interacting, for paying attention, for having something to stay and being peaceful and being studied in this time. Keep doing what you're doing. I will see you guys here next week. I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.